Hey, welcome to the Straightforward Voice. G.S. Luther. It's a brand new year, brand new start. 2019. And you may have noticed that there is a new intro song. It's my favorite ringtone for my Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> I hope you like it. And if you don't hear anything, it means that it was taken off due to copyright violations, but I don't think it'll be a problem. It's just a ringtone. Anyway, speaking of technology, conspiracy theorists overestimate AI. Now, if you are familiar with what they claim, they are saying that Artificial intelligence, AI, is hijacking everything from jobs to processes for manufacturing. And they fear that we're going to live in a world where it's basically, you know, I don't want to say Terminator, but it's like a world run by machines, by computers, and we're just these human resources to provide them for energy, similar to The Matrix, if you've seen that movie. There's a field of human beings being grown, like crops in the movie, and the machines use them for energy. So that's what they fear, that this is the direction that humanity is heading in. Well, I say they're overestimating things, and they're not taking into, they're not considering the fact that people aren't really going to just go along with it, okay? I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what anybody says, these experts, whatever. They don't understand human nature, all right? If you think that people are so happy and thrilled to Check out the next big, big, the next biggest thing, and and uh, the latest breakthrough at this convention. No, not all of us. I know there are tech geeks out there, or just geeks in general, nerds who have nothing else better to do. I know that, but most people, most normal people, working people, nobody wants to upgrade every five years to the latest phone or TV or laptop or whatever. We don't need a breakthrough in technology every freaking day or every week, every month, six months, five years. It's annoying. It's a pain to have to upgrade to the latest in the technological development all the time. You know, remember how difficult and annoying the digital revolution was, if some of you remember, cable wasn't always digital. There was something before that, if you remember, if you were here. But they forced this digital transfer. You had to trade in your old box, you had to do all these. See, it, it, it's a pain. It's an unnecessary hassle that they made you go through. 
just to switch to digital. And not everyone liked it. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. What was wrong with the old box? There was nothing wrong with it. You still got your channels. Why did everything need to be converted to a digital-based technology? Why? Well, the conspiracy theorists say that they want to use it to control you. Okay, fine, whatever. But people are sick and tired of technology, all right? People hate technology. I hate technology. I've spoken with many millennials. They hate technology. They may spend all their time on it, glued to their phone, but it's not because they necessarily want to. It's because they have to. Because technology has been forced upon us. And a lot of people hate it, including myself. Now, I understand that technology has made our lives a lot easier. There are a lot of things you can do that you couldn't before with the internet, etc. I'm not, I'm not uh, denying that. But again, the evolution of technology is so, it's occurring so rapidly that it's trailing us behind. Human beings are being left in the ditch and it, it's out of control. Again, we don't need a technological breakthrough every freaking day or every week, every month, six months, 10, you know, people, people just want to buy a TV or a computer or a laptop or a phone. That'll last them 25 years minimum. Okay. A phone that's good. It gets the job done, whatever they need. And it'll last them 25 years, give or take, before they have to trade it in and uh, or buy a new upgraded phone. But this nonsense, every five years, it's even less than that. Every three years, whatever it is, there's a new phone. The iPhone 7, the iPhone 8, whatever it is. I don't keep track of it, but you know what I'm saying. Every time, a new uh, Android, a new phone, with one additional feature or with, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 additional apps and features that you don't even need. That are worthless, useless to most people. Oh, uh, an app that'll answer any question you have. You know, an app, uh, you know, you, you take a picture of a tree and the app will tell you, hey, it's a picture of a tree. It's made out of wood and, you know, got leaves, blah, blah, blah. Oh, gee, thanks. I really need that. You take a picture of a dog and, oh, the app tells you, hey, you just took a picture of a dog. Here's what breed it is and, you know, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> you see, I see that uh, technology is turning human beings into useless idiots. That's what I see. All right. People back then, before this digital revolution, they used to know how to take two pieces of wood and hammer it together. I don't think millennials can do that these days. All right. Your grandpa or great grandpa probably knew how to build a house without a blueprint. And they knew how to change a tire. They knew how to change the oil. 
Some of them probably knew how to build cars from scratch. They had skills. And you look at today, I see skillless people who only know how to click on a computer, on, on a mouse for a computer. Let the computer do everything. The computer calculates, it builds it. See, you know why engineering sucks? Because in the days of Tesla, he didn't need to make any prototype or blueprint. He saw everything in his mind and he just built it once. That's what people were back then. Well, not everybody. Tesla was a freaking genius. But I'm talking your great-grandpa who knew how to build a house without a blueprint. You think people today can do that? Who work in the uh, construction industry, landscaping? <laughs> you think they know how to do that? Some of them may. They might. But for engineers today, everything needs to be drafted on a computer. Everything needs to... You have to have that design displaying on that computer screen. Otherwise, they can't do anything. But what happened to being able to build and innovate without a computer? Okay, the plane was built before the computer. The, or you had rocket ships. You had military equipment before this digital degeneration. So I say technology is turning people into useless idiots. This whole uh, invasion of AI. So don't think more technology is necessarily a good thing. I, I agree it can be used to enhance our lives when applied intelligently. But I don't see it being used that way. I see it being used to pocket more billions for these silicone men of Silicon Valley. And now they're pushing for universal income. Which leads us to the next topic, Bitcoin. Now, I've made my thoughts on Bitcoin uh, quite uh, clearly through my writings. I've uh, written, uh, I think, two articles on it, which is pretty much all you need. But you know what I think of when I see Bitcoin? It reminds me of Pokemon cards. And for those of you who don't know, Pokemon cards, I'm not talking the ones that are popular today. I'm talking about when it first came out. You see, when it first hit the market, it quickly became the biggest craze the world had ever seen. <laughs> Japan was making a fool out of the entire world, or at least perhaps just America, but they made so much freaking money on these damn little pieces of cardboard with shiny pictures on it. <clears throat> Excuse me, had some almonds. They made so much money selling these cards with pictures of Pokemon. And some of them were shiny. 
And the marketers push the idea that, oh, the shiny ones are worth over $100. <laughs> they push this so much, and kids, they believed it. But what's worse is their dumb, irresponsible parents allowed it. They bought these cards for them. But there were some smart ones. I remember one Indian guy was, well, Indian boy. We were little then. He was telling us that what what are the, what worth are these cards? Okay, what are they? They're just you're paying money for little pictures printed on a little piece of paper of a Pokemon. How is that worth hundreds of dollars? What good is it to anybody? It's just cards with pictures on it. It's nothing. It's worthless. But it was worth something back then. And do you know why? Because of blind faith. You see, the only reason those cards were worth anything was because people believed in it. There was blind faith in its value. I remember my best friend in high school, his brother, he was older than us. He was a, a real uh, Pokemon uh, fanatic. I remember we were in uh, a store in the mall. It was called Intrinsic. And I remember seeing him handle these cars with such care. And, uh, you know, as if they were made from gold. Who's being so careful, you know, that they're so delicate. You don't want to get one scratch. You don't want to get one smidgen. Because if it gets scratched, oh, then it's worthless. It destroys its value. You need to keep it shiny, protected in a, a case. You know they had cases for these cards? You know that? Plastic cases to encase the cards to prevent them from getting scratched. Do you know that? People treated them like they're like it was... Made out of freaking gold. Oh, don't let it get scratched. Don't let it get bent. Nothing. They're so delicate, you have to be very careful. Treat them with extra care. Be very cautious. So he was holding these cards like it's... It's so, so carefully, you know. Like the way a man should hold a woman, should, you know, embrace a woman, caress her her body, you know, stroke her hair. But no, this guy was holding a Pokemon card. So anyway, he's negotiating a deal with the uh, owner of the store, like bargaining with them, like these cards were some sort of commodity. And I don't know, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but, he's, but they, he made a trade and he's like, oh yeah, this is worth you know, whatever, something dollars. And plus you can also get it online too, whatever. So he felt really happy after the trade because he got this shiny car that he wanted. And I don't know, I guess he's like, yeah, it's worth, uh, you know, $150 or whatever. There was one card that, if I remember, it was called Mew. And... It was so rare, or Mewtwo, something like that. It was so rare, apparently, 
there was only a few of them printed, that if you got it, it was worth like, I don't know, 500 or $5,000, something, I, I forget. But do you see how absurd it is? You might be thinking, <laughs> hundreds of dollars for a card? Yeah. Now, why don't you ask that same question for Bitcoin? What is Bitcoin? How exactly do you use Bitcoin? Where does it exist? Is it of any value to anyone? The answer is no. Bitcoin is just a digital currency. It doesn't exist. It has no value. It's something that's intangible. You can see it, hold it, touch it, feel it, nothing. It's not like cash. Cash you have in your hands, you can throw it up in the air and, you know, smell it, rejoice, and be happy that you have a lot of it. And it's recognized by everybody as money. Bitcoin is not. So when you're asking the question, why would anyone pay hundreds of dollars for a damn Pokemon card? Why don't you ask the same question for Bitcoin? Why the hell would anyone pay, what is it worth, $3,500, whatever, $4,500, whatever the value, alleged value it is, why would anybody pay thousands of dollars for a currency that isn't real, that, that exists on a computer? Why, why would I give you $5,000 for one Bitcoin that's only, that only exists on a computer? Why? Why would anyone do that? For what? What am I going to do with that? Oh, it's worth $5,000. You can buy stuff and it'll be worth more. Listen. Bitcoin is like Pokemon cards. Those same cards I remember back then growing up that were allegedly worth hundreds or thousands of dollars. You know how much they're worth today? You know? Why don't you go on the internet and search for yourself? And then you'll understand my point. Nothing. They're worthless. You know what happens? A new version of Pokemon cards came out. Okay? And they replaced the old version. Now these cards are worth money. And if you have the older version from the 90s, they're useless. They're worthless. Nobody cares. Maybe some people will give you a couple bucks for collector's sake. Okay? But on a mass scale, they're no use to anyone. You see? Nobody cares. The same thing will happen to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just a little trendy fad. It's based on nothing other than the blind faith of people, just like the Pokemon cards were. And in due time, in due time, 
very soon something else will replace Bitcoin. A newer version of cryptocurrency, digital currency, whatever you want to call it, will come out and replace Bitcoin. You know how I know that? Because there are already hundreds of different uh, cryptocurrencies in the market right now. There's Dashcoin, there's Litecoin, there's Ripple, there's, uh, what is it, Ethereum. There's so many. Sexcoin, if you're into that. <laughs> All right. There's so many different kinds of currencies, digital currencies, and Bitcoin will be replaced. All Amazon needs to do, all Chase Bank, all the banks can just invent their own, can, can create their own currency, digital currency. Amazon can do it. PayPal already has something similar, meaning your money can exist in a digital interface. There are other companies like Zoom that let you transfer money here and there. there. There are so many different possibilities that many companies can do to give you a similar service that will beat out Bitcoin, that is safer than Bitcoin, that is more reputable than Bitcoin, that is backed up by actual money and physical assets that Bitcoin can't do. Bitcoin is like a, it's like a digital jungle. It's a free-for-all. There's no law. Anything can happen to anybody. It was made by some guy. So what's his name? Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, whatever his name is. You don't know who this guy is, if it's even a guy. It could be a group of people. It could be a bot, for all you know. What... How, how can you put your faith in that with that kind of leadership? All right, so, you know, Bitcoin is just, uh, it's, a, it's basically a, a little fad, a little trend. If you like gambling, you want to play the game, you know, be my guest. You want to buy when it's low and cash out when it's high, be my guest. But the other thing, speaking of that, Let's say you buy it now for 3500 whatever it's worth. And then 2020, it's worth a million dollars, like some of uh, these experts are claiming it will uh, be worth. Okay, let's say it is worth a million dollars. So what? Where are you going to go on this earth and collect... One million dollars. Where? I, I really want to know. I will really want to know. Even today, it being worth uh, you know, 3000 whatever dollars, I want to know where do you go today to collect $3,000? Who is going to give you 3000 or 4000 or whatever it's worth, $1,000 for your one Bitcoin? In cash, where, where are you going to get it? Or even a bank transfer. Who's going to do that? Huh? Who's going to do it? What, Coinbase? Or some uh, person on the internet, on some online trading? They're going to give it to you? Or Coinbase? Okay, yeah, maybe, but it comes at a price. It, it, Coinbase is basically a bank for a digital currency. 
you still have to give your ID. You still have to give your personal information. There's no uh, privacy uh, the way they're uh, pitching it. Oh, yeah, you could do whatever you want with Bitcoin. No one is going to know it's private. There are no transaction fees. That's wrong. That's 100% wrong. There are transaction fees to buy Bitcoin and, and trade it back, sell it back when you want to collect cash. There are fees associated with that. And they are quite high. Some of them 10%. And for those of you who know money and finance, 10%, 10, 10%, 10%, yeah, 10%, Charlie. That's a nice chunk of change, isn't it? From your $1 million worth of uh, Bitcoin. You want to pay $10 million just to get your $1 million, or excuse me, your $100 million, uh, whatever it is you're worth? $100 million for a Bitcoin, yeah, sure. Sure, I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, pay $10 million to get your money. Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? You're going to go to uh, to the uh, the bank and you're going to deposit that money from uh, Coinbase. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you not realize that the government is already, if not they already have a plan, implemented a plan to regulate this thing? Do you think they're just going to sit there and let everybody make hundreds of millions of dollars on the internet with Bitcoin, do you think they're just going to sit back and let this, uh, you know, let this zoo continue? This uh, zoo charade on the internet? That's what Bitcoin is. It's a cyber zoo charade. A cyber charade. That's what Bitcoin is. It's a fool's investment. It's not going to be worth anything. You watch. You mark my words. You might, oh, who are you? Who am I? I'm a guy with a brain and an MBA. What do you have? What, uh, a couple websites that you read that tell you, oh, yeah, it's going to be worth $50 million by 2020. The entire economy is going to collapse. Even if that happens, what the hell are you going to do with a Bitcoin? Who cares that you have a hundred bitcoins? You think that's going to do you any good in a world that doesn't even, most people don't even recognize bitcoin as money? What are you going to do with that? You're going to trade it, what, you cash in for euro or Swiss franc, New Zealand dollars? <laughs> Why would they give you the money? If America's economy collapses, what what makes you so sure that any of these other nations will accept banking or any business for that matter with an American when if that uh, situation happens, the economy collapses? Well, why would they work with you? Why would they help you? Why would they care for you? Why? Because you have Bitcoin? <laughs> Get out of here.
Go take a walk. Go take a walk on a cyber lake in the internet. Okay, made out of uh, pixels. Okay. Go toss a Bitcoin in a cyber uh, wishing well. Okay. And wish for a million Bitcoin. See if it comes true. Okay. But don't tell me about it because I won't care. Save your money. Bitcoin is a scam. Even if it becomes worth, even if it says that it's worth a hundred million dollars, it's still worthless because no one, no one will give you the money. You can't cash out. Where are you going to cash out? Where are you going to get a hundred million dollars? Even if it's worth that much, who's going to give it to you? A bank? <laughs> get out of here. All right. So. Yep. That's what I have to say about that. If you want to read more about it, you can go to straightforwardvoice.com and you will see my article on why Bitcoin is a fool's investment. It's the, the same thing that happened to Pokemon cards that will be the ultimate fate of Bitcoin. You watch. All right, that's all. Till next time, see ya.